Hi, welcome to the As You Are podcast. We're so excited to be back this week. We actually have something really special in store for you guys. We got to interview a licensed professional counselor. Her name is Alice Chernock, and we brought in an As You Are founding member, Virginia Adair, for the interview. So settle in. We can't wait to share. Yeah, guys, this week is so good. It was so fun to have a different voice on the podcast. We hope that that feels a little refreshing and new to y'all, but also just the stuff that Alice had to say is so good. I think all of us in our own way have struggled with anxiety in some form or fashion, and it was just helpful to hear from a licensed counselor like, hey, you're not crazy. Like, anxiety is normal. It's not anything we need to fear. Um, I don't know. Like, that was really helpful to hear that we're excited about it. We've actually split it up into two weeks. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that everyone had time to listen to the whole thing in one sitting. So it was a perfect spot in the middle where we could split it into two weeks. So we're going to listen to the first half of the interview today and then the second half next week. One thing is different about today's podcast. You actually won't hear that much from Anna and me, even though we were on this Zoom call for the interview, but we actually brought in one of the As You Are founding members, Virginia Adair, who is graduated from college. She lives in Atlanta now, but she actually was our connection with Alice. She was seeing Alice as a counselor for like 10 years. And she suggested Alice as an amazing resource for the podcast. And so we thought, what better way to do this interview than to have Virginia do it herself? Because I think that the connection they have built over the years will really show through. I just can't wait for you to hear all of this. It is so amazing. All right, here we go. Got it. All righty. Awesome. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, so I guess a brief introduction on myself would be that I, yeah, helped start as you are in college my freshman year. And it has just been such a testament to the Lord's faithfulness through community and even, you know, seeing full circle now, like being able to do this podcast. Um, I think it's really cool and just such a blessing. But one thing for this has always been a really important topic to me. And when we first started this podcast, I knew it'd be something I wanted to talk about. I think anxiety is so prevalent in college girls. And for me, it's something I'd struggled with since early teenage years. Like I think Alice have known you since I was 13. If I'm 23 now, like ish, maybe I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I had these coping mechanisms and knew what anxiety was when I entered college, but just had so many conversations through Bible studies and through my friendships and just communities that a lot of girls were struggling with anxiety for the first time. And I think, you know, we all just were thrown into this pressure cooker that was college. And, you know, we were left alone, uncertain about friendships, future, really everything. We're just kind of stuck figuring ourselves out and figuring out each other. I thought, Alice, you're just such an incredible resource and have been so incredible to me and are the reason that I am the person I am today and the friend I am today to my friends. Um, And so I'm just really thankful for you. But that being said, we kind of had some questions to go through. I hope this is relatable to girls in college and out of college, I know, I mean, I'm going to say we, because I still feel like I'm in college when I refer to college girls, but I am 23 and in post-grad for the second year. So I'm just going <laughs> to generalize myself with that group. But I'll also say that I feel like with anxiety, if it's something that you didn't encounter in college, I have friends that are encountering it for the first time in post-grad. Um, and so this kind of hybrid of, you know, late teens to early twenties, it's all kind of the same thing, just figuring it out. 
So that being said, Alice, why do you think anxiety is so common amongst college girls? So I think that's a great question. And, uh, you know, kind of to piggyback on what you just said, Virginia, I'll be honest, I've been out of college for 20 years and I still identify myself as a college student. So (laughs) so you never Um, but I do agree with you that, you know, anxiety in college is, it's very significant. You know, I think we're in a very interesting time in our world right now too, because we have lived through COVID um, and, you know, pre-COVID, we would say the rates of anxiety are are typically highest in the college age group. And I want to say the stat was like 32% college students were dealing with anxiety. Um, wow. But now that we're in the post-COVID world, <clears throat> that number has doubled, y'all. And oh so we're gosh. in the 60% range of people dealing with anxiety. So I love that y'all are oh. Tackle this topic because I think it's very much something that across the board, whether you're in elementary school, I mean, I go into elementary schools and do these talks, you know, even all the way up to post grad and, you know, adulthood, parenthood, and, you know, well beyond. So I think that this is a a very appropriate topic for everything. Now, to come back to what you just asked, Virginia. I would say it's very, it definitely does show itself often in college because I think that this is the first time in our lives that we are on our own, you know? And so I think for a lot of people, we've had mom and dad or a teacher or a coach or someone else to sort of be there to kind of help us, guide us, and give us some direction. And when we get dropped off on college, it's like, good luck, you know, hope you do well. Godspeed. Yeah, right. I mean, truly. And so I think that there's this wave of just stress that comes over us that's new. Um, But then I also think, I think we have to take into account anybody who knows me, Virginia, you know, I geek out over the brain and brain development and what's happening in the brain. And so I also think that we have to factor in that anxiety in college looks differently because our brains are more developed. And so for the first time in our Mm. lives, we're working with frontal lobes that are actually making decisions and organizing and recognizing consequences and things like that, that when we were in high school and younger, we were way more carefree because our brains weren't developed yet. So to me, it makes perfect sense that we're dealing with it more in college. Absolutely. I feel like that's such a great point that like, as we mature and grow, it's we're dealing with all of these new things because we are becoming different people. Yeah. Um, the stakes get so much higher in college or high school. You're just worried about, you know, going to high school the next day in college, you're suddenly faced with all these really important decisions that I'm like, okay, nobody prepared me for this in the sense of it's kind of zero to a hundred. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Of just trying to figure out your life. But I feel like in college, a lot of this fear of anxiety and going on with like kind of the point of you have to make those really big decisions quickly is like the fear that we're always missing out on something, whether that be like, you know, choosing the wrong school or, you know, friends, and it just becomes way more prevalent in college. Um, You know, a lot of times girls don't feel like they chose the right major. They're not going to the right date nights or they're going to date nights, but not with the right boys or, you know, (laughs) not putting ourselves in situations to best prepare us for the future. How do we combat this feeling that we're missing out? And I know it can just span from anything, but it, in college, it just feels like it's everything big or small. And then the small things feel like big things. 
It really does. I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And I really think, I mean, I I don't mean to hyper-spiritualize it, but I do think that we can go back to the very beginning of scripture and look at the original sin. The original sin that Eve was tempted with in the Garden of Eden by, by the serpent is that fear of missing out, that fear of not knowing what's coming down the pipes. Mm-hmm. And so Mm -hmm. when we look at it as the basis of this is the nature of how we were created, and this is what happened in sin that has now contributed to where we are today, then of course we're going to be anxious by it, right? And so I think that 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 sense of FOMO, which side note, here's a little trivia for you. Did you know that they actually added the word FOMO to the dictionary back in 2013? No way. No. (laughs) Funny. FOMO is an actual word now. (laughs) That's hilarious. Part of that is forgetting how to live in the present. Mm -hmm. And I think that sums up the nature of anxiety. We are anxious about things that we don't know what's coming. You know, they've been able to categorize our our sources of anxiety into four different categories, all right? So the first one is new, unfamiliar, and unpredictable situations. So whether it's a new college, going to a new school, um, joining a new sorority, um, having a new major, whatever it is. But those new unfamiliar situations are going to cause anxiety. Um, Another one is unclear expectations. So, you know, if you have a professor at school and you don't really understand what they're asking, that's going to cause anxiety, you know, or if you have a boyfriend and one day they're hot and the other day they're cold, that's going to cause some anxiety because those are unclear expectations that we don't know how to handle. The, the third one that they they have categorized is the fear of failure. Okay, can we just like sum up? That's all of college, right? Where we all feel like we're gonna fail. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pass this class. I'm never gonna get a job. I'm never gonna get married. All of those things that we typify are failures come out really in front of our faces when we're in college. And then the last mm-hmm. one is expecting something unpleasant. All right. So if you're expecting and dreading something, that's going to cause anxiety, all right? So I think that when we can break it down to what's going on, all right, then when we put FOMO into that mix, it absolutely factors into all of those different categories. And so FOMO happens because we have forgotten how to be in our present moment. We have forgotten how good we have this time and what we have, the gifts in our life right now. And we're constantly looking to what we're missing out on. And I think that I'm not, I'm on social media. I'm not anti-social media, but I really do think that social media has kind of screwed us over in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Because we're always looking to see what everybody else has done. And it feels like everybody else has plans and we don't, we're missing out. Yeah. But I just think that, again, that goes back to the original sin of Eve feeling like she was going to miss out, you know? Mm. And so I guess, true. 
college, it becomes so big because it's really the first time in our lives that we're having really separate experiences from those around us. And we're supposed to be having separate experiences. Like I remember in college, somebody being like, put on your horse blinders. Like, don't look at the people next to you. Like you are running your own race. Like your story is your own story. The Lord has just these incredible things for your friends and for like the people around you, but they're not going to be the same things. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to think that through because in high school, you're just focused on college. You're all working on getting in college, but in college, you're doing different leadership positions. You're going after different jobs and you're supposed to be doing it. Like we're not created the same, but it's hard because for the first time we're all supposed to be doing something different and it feels a little unnatural. Yes, absolutely. That's so good. And it's just scary. You know, I mean, I think that, I think our human nature is to want control. And, you know, I think that anxiety is the essence of a lack of control. And that's what it boils down to. When we feel anxious, it's because we don't feel like we are in control. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we can regain that control, then we're like, oh, okay. Even if it's this like pseudo fake control that, I mean, really, we're not ever really in control. Let's be real, you know? But we yeah. can kind of like trick our mind into feeling like, oh yeah, I got this. No worries. I got friends. I got, you know, a party. I got a boyfriend, whatever. And then becomes the fear of losing those things. So even once we have those things, then the anxiety circles around, oh no, what if he breaks up with me? Or what if da 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 da? But it's just the what ifs that perpetuate mm-hmm. the cycle of anxiety. Gosh, yeah. And I feel like somebody had a quote one time and it was like, thank goodness for the unknown in like our day-to-day lives because it gives God the opportunity to show up in the unknown. And I feel like that's something I've had to cling to in anxiety because I love control. Like if I had it my way, I'd be able to control everything in my life. But like the Lord can show up in our unknown and like that's what makes it so incredible. And like, that's what makes the waiting so great. But it also, I feel like the way the you know enemy tempts us is he, is he comes in and like shows anxiety during those times of unknown. When we struggle with anxiety, our faith gets so much more real because we truly have to believe that the Lord knows our story, even when things around us seem incredibly uncertain. Um, and Alice, I feel like that's a truth that you've always reminded me of. And I've been really thankful that I've been able to have that truth while combating anxiety. But what are some exercises that you would recommend for strengthening our faith and relying on God in times of anxiety? Because I know when things feel unknown, it's not always our first instinct to rush to our faith. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think, I think we got to backtrack before we, we go into there and, and talk about the word worry. All right. So Mm -hmm. if we were just going to do a little word study on the word worry, the, the root Greek of the word worry is actually translated to divide, to divide. Right. So when we are worried, our minds are divided between what we have to be doing today and what we think we need to do tomorrow, or they're divided between what we actually tangibly have today and can possess and hold versus our fear of what we're going to lack tomorrow. So when we talk about the nature of the word worry, we have to recognize that division that's coming in our mind. And as believers, we have to remember that anxiety is actually a really good emotion, but it's gone bad. All right. It's concern that's been turned to fear. And I think Mm. that there's a really big difference between concern and fear. You see concern. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, concern is acting out of wisdom. All right. You know, I have kids. 
And I would be crazy if I didn't buckle my kids in their car seat, right? That's acting out of concern. That's wisdom, all right? Whereas anxiety is acting out of fear. And there's a really big difference. That would be if I just chose not to drive around at all with my kids instead of buckling them in the seatbelt, right? And so I think that we have to, to really break down the difference between wisdom, anxiety, and fear, and all of those words when we talk about how we combat that, all right? So, you know, the, the Bible is very clear that um, transformation happens by the renewing of the mind, right? That's where, that's where we are. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. It's not the renewing of the body, hashtag eating disorders, body image, stop dieting. That's my soapbox on that one, but it's renewing of your mind. All right. It's not about figuring out what's coming next, but it's taking your thoughts captive, you know, and recognizing, Hey, I don't know what's to come, but praise God, I worship a savior and a Lord who has already planned out my story. And the cool thing is he's a good God hmm. and he's only capable of doing good things for me. And if I can sit and rest in that peace, then I can know whatever happens to me, I can be confident walking forward that I worship a God who is good. And so it allows us to, to free our minds, you know, when we, when we do let it go down those paths. All right. Now that's the backstory. So practically speaking, what does that look like as a Christian? That looks like, you know, I think as Christians, we tend to, I call it anxiety pray, right? And we, we pray about something, but we're actually working out our own anxiety through our prayers, right? And so instead of praying about something and then letting it go and letting the Lord handle it, we tend to pray about it and then pray about it again and then pray about it again and pray about it again. And it's really not about prayer anymore. It's a righteous version of us being allowed to work out our anxiety. All right. And so I think not that I'm against prayer, all about prayer, all right? But I think pray about it once, but then let it go. And don't let yourself continually hashing back out these, these anxieties because all you're doing is just building it up and building it up. So I'm all about talking to friends about it. I think that that's great to have an outlet. But if that's all y'all are talking about, there's a problem there. All right, because really we know the nature of anxiety is that anxiety feeds on anxiety. Anxiety feeds on anxiety. And so what starts as when I work with kids, I, I talk about it, it starts as like this tiny little seed. You know, when you remember when you're in kindergarten and you had those little paper cups and you would like stick a seed in the dirt, you know? Yes, yeah. Like, water it. And okay. That's what anxiety is like. It starts as that tiny mm. little seed. All right. But the more you water it and give it sunlight and pay attention, just like that seed is going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what happens with anxiety. So the more you focus on it and dwell on it and think about it, the bigger and bigger it gets. So then you have this bigger anxiety plant and you're like, well, crap, I got to deal with that now. And so then you water it more and you pay more attention and you pray about it more and you talk about it more and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
That's what happens with anxiety. So practically speaking, acknowledge it, recognize that it's there, it's it's real and valid, but then you got to get to the point where you've got to take your thoughts captive and replace your thought with some kind of truth statement, all right? Um, whether it's, I know the Lord is good and I don't have to worry about it. whatever you're, you want your truth statement to be. And I encourage groups of friends, y'all do it together. Make this something that y'all are, are going to get together and say, eh, it, are, are you worrying about this? Or are you trusting the Lord in this? Like, mm-hmm. what, where's, the, where's the angle here? You know? Yeah. The whole time you were talking, I just like kept thinking about like trusting the Lord. And I think, you know, when we do, like you said, pray about it once and like trust that Lord has that, like, we don't need to continue to work through that anxiety and let it fester and let it get bigger because that just is becomes, I know for me personally, it becomes a lack of trust and like what the Lord has for me. Like if I continue to try and work through my anxiety and through things that I think I have in my control, I'm, I'm not believing that he's good and that he's going to show up in it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that, I think anxiety is, is focusing your concern on the wrong day. Mm-hmm. It's focusing your concern on tomorrow instead of recognizing where you are for today. And for today, you know, I think it's really cool. My mom, when I was growing up, she had a little magnet on her refrigerator. All right. And the magnet said, this is Jesus speaking. And it said, I am the great I am, not the great I was, and not the great I will be, but I am the great I am. And that is in the present. Mm -hmm. This is where Christ is. Christ is with us in the present moment. He will give us the grace to handle whatever he calls us to go through in the future because he will be with us in the future, but he's not there now. He's with us right here. That's the grace and the peace that he's promised with us to be in this moment. So I think anxiety is, is focusing our attention on the wrong day. Come back to this present. So for today, you're okay. You can handle this for today for today. That's all you got to do is for today. I mean, (laughs) mic drop. I am so obsessed with Alice and she actually has her own podcast as well. So anyone who's interested in hearing more of her heart and what she has to say, check out her podcast. It's called Ask Alice and we will link it on our website. But this is where we're going to pause for this week. I really encourage you to go back through to her section and listen to exactly what she said and take notes. I took some notes while she was talking, and I'm going to post them on our website. So you can have my notes if you'd like, but I think it'd be really special for you to go through and write your own, basically zooming in on the things that meant something to you. This is where we're going to stop for this week, but don't forget to tune back in on Sunday for part two. Will you pray for us, Anna? I would love to. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for Alice and for her willingness to meet with us and the wisdom that she was willing to share about anxiety. Lord, I pray for um, anybody that is listening to this today that is struggling with or has experienced or is experiencing anxiety. God, we just pray that your peace and your presence would wash over their heart and their mind and that they would know that they're not alone. that you go with them and that you love them. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in with us this week. Don't forget that we have some worship nights coming up. Yes, so UNC, it's going to be March 21st. Georgia, March 28th. Clemson, March 29th. South Carolina, April 5th. And then Bama, April 12th. 
We are so excited. Can't wait to see y'all there. Excited. Bye. Bye.